and looking forward to a new year coming. There are some, and most of us, all of us really here, under the sound of my voice, over the last couple years especially, have faced many trials and circumstances, and uh, some tests have come against us, and and from some of them from our society, things that we have all dealt with. And, and uh, let's just go ahead and throw it out there with COVID and other items that have taken place throughout the last year or so. Economical issues that have hit us and some of us dealing with spiritual battles and, and problems that we have to face throughout life. Some life has hit harder than others. Some have, have, have really felt uh, a pain throughout the last year or so, and some have just had some little bumps in the road that they have come against. But here we stand today, still alive, still making it, and still pushing forward. Here we stand today, not necessarily just in this building. There's others that are on live stream, but here as a collective group we are today. As a body, as a family, as a, as a church, and as a Christ-centered uh, individual and group here today. Here we are. And because we are here, we know that we are still fighting. That we are still pressing on. That we are still holding on. And that we are still pushing with everything that we have. It's in this time of new year that many people take a new lease on life. They begin to evaluate themselves and how they live and, 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 and things that they do and maybe things that they could do a little different. People begin to declare their New Year's resolutions. There are some, and, and I, I do this each year, I try to find a new type of Bible reading plan. This is Bible reading plan time of year where you look and say, how am I going to read the Bible through this year? You have to get ready for the post, the Facebook post that say, New Year, New Me. And everyone rolls their eyes. <clears throat> there are some superstitions that are brought out in the new year. I saw on Facebook yesterday that you're not supposed to do laundry on New Year's Day. Has anybody ever heard of that? No? Some maybe? You're not supposed to do laundry apparently on New Year's Day. Some say that it will wash away your good fortune. Wash it down the drain. <laughs> Some simply say that it means that you will have to do more laundry in the year than you did in the year past. I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know how that could have anything to do with any of that. But some people hang on to these things. Whenever I was growing up, and, and I say whenever I was growing up because once I left home, uh, we didn't follow this tradition. So it was mainly just once, whenever I was growing up. There were certain foods that you were supposed to eat on New Year's Day that would make your year prosperous. Does anybody know what those foods are? Black eyed peas and what else? Hog jaw. Amen. Cabbage. Somebody catch cabbage. I just always remember black eyed peas and hog jaw. I like salted ham, so I didn't mind. I didn't mind half of that. Black eyed peas I never really ate, so we'll see what happened there. Sometimes people do though look at their life and they decide I'm going to do something different with my life. And actual habits are changed. New things are added to their life and and new ways are implemented. Yesterday, my wife and I 
we spent the day kind of trying to, I don't know, we kind of wanted to start the year fresh, you know. We wanted to start the year fresh. We cleaned the house. There was like winter cleaning going on instead of spring cleaning. We cleaned the house. We Unfortunately, we did laundry. I think we washed away our good fortune for, for this year, unfortunately. <laughs> Went out and bought some new groceries, you know. She got, got new things in the house, going to try to eat differently. We'll see how that goes. There were plans of change in the air yesterday around the Lee. I almost said household, apartment hold. I'm not one to get up today and to uh, tell you that this is foolish or that we shouldn't do this. There are some people that that get on, on social media or whatever platform that they have to speak and they try to tear down people who want to start a new year and, and start it fresh and and this whole new year uh, new me idea and I, I I'm not one to do this if you would like to take January 1st to try to be the moment to catapult you to something better to do something more by all means use that as your opportunity I'm not going to rain on anyone's parade today I'm excited that people are wanting to do better and and are making plans to take steps to to do that and to and to make their life better I was reminded yesterday by a friend that if you can establish the why that people can bear almost any how that if you can establish the why in your life, if you can establish why it is that you're wanting to do something, that as the weeks go on and as the year progresses, that, that you can handle and you can bear almost any how that you will see these things through. We have learned, obviously, over the last couple of years that you never know what may happen in your life. You never know when a curveball is going to be thrown or a surprise attack is going to show up. And, and we've learned that the enemy does not play fair in our life. But no matter what it is that we face, no matter what it is that we come against, no matter what it is that comes against us, there is still a fight to be fought and there is still a race to be won. We must make up in our mind that every day, that I'm going to get up and whether I change this or I change that or I keep up with this resolution or not that every day we have to have a made up mind that I'm going to make it whenever it comes to my walk with God amen there's a race to be won a fight to be fought we must make up our mind that I have started on a path that God has placed me on a path and I will continue on it and I will not stray from it We've got to make up our mind each and every day that I will not turn left and I will not turn right. That I will set my eyes on the prize that is ahead of me. I will focus on the goal that is set before me and I will continue until I make it. We've got to have a made up mind. Amen? We've got to have a made up mind. As we begin another year, we must enter into 2022 with a made-up mind. No matter what I face, no matter what trial comes against me, come on, we're going to face them, right? 
We're going to go through some things this year, but we've got to have a determination in our mind that no matter what I face, no matter what trial comes against me, no matter the temptation, no matter the trial, others may choose the wrong path, but I am going to stand firm on the truth of the Word of God. I'm going to stand firm on what I know to be true. I'm going to keep walking on the path that God has placed me on, and there's nothing that is going to veer me away from it. A made-up mind is something that we have to have each and every day. There was an evangelist that came through Carothersville one time while I was there, and, and we were dealing with some people that were that were kind of part of a recovery program, and 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 they they were trying to get their life on track, and and every time that they would try to get right, they would relapse, and there would be problems and situations. And this evangelist sit down with this young man, and he said, "You know what? I came out of the same type situation that you came out of." He said, I came out of a drug home. I come out of, of all these problems. You wouldn't even recognize me if you looked at me way back then. He said, but I, I did this thing where I decided that this hour I'm going to live for God. He said, I stopped trying to tell myself from this day forward for the rest of my life I'm living for God. He said, but right now, this hour, right now it's 1220. From 1220 to 120, I'm going to live for God. And then whenever 120 hits, from 120 to 220, I'm going to live for God. And he said, I lived my life that way for a little while. That every hour, I said, God, I'm living this hour for you. And then he said, all of a sudden, I could get to where I could say today. And I would get up in the morning, and I would say, today, God, I'm going to live for you. And he said, I live day by day. And then I got to where I could say, you know what? This week, this week, I'm dedicating to you, God. I'm going to live for you this week. And he said, now I'm to the point wherever January 1 hits and I say, God, this year is going to be your year. I'm dedicating it to you. I'm giving it to you. And I'm going to keep walking on the path all year long. We've got to get to that place right now today where we make a new commitment, where we make a new dedication to God and say, God, right now I'm declaring that this year I'm going to continue living for you. I'm going to keep walking the path that you've put me on. I'm going to keep doing the things that you've called me to do. Amen? Amen. This is why when we get to places like a new year, it's fine to start fresh. It's fine to have a new beginning. It's fine to put a point on it if you would like and say right now from this point forward, I'm going to do things a little different. I'm going to do things the way that you want me to. God, I know I messed up some last year. I know I didn't do things right last year. But this year, I am going to do what it is you've called me to do. It only makes sense that we make these statements of faith. That we begin the year determined with a made-up mind that I'm going to run this race. And I'm going to finish this race that I have started. There are a lot of people, there are a lot of people who try to run real hard for a short amount of time. I can relate to this. I can run very fast for a very short amount of time. And then I'm done. If you can run for 10 seconds, I'll, there's no way I'll ever catch you. <laughs> I can run real fast for a real short amount of time. And people do this spiritually. They get on the road and they start and they run and they run hard and they're all in. 
But we learn in the word of God that the prize is not to the one who runs the fastest, but to the one who finishes the race. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 and 2 says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Come on, there's some things that we've got to put aside. This is the time of year where we do that. And we say, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to, I'm going to lay this aside. I'm going to put this sin, this weight aside. But not only am I just going to set these things aside, but I'm going to look at the path that I'm on. I'm going to see the race that I'm running, and I am going to run with endurance, and I'm never going to slow down. I'm going to pace myself, and I'm going to do what God's called me to do. I'm not turning left, and I'm not turning right, but I'm going where God has called me. Paul tells the Philippians, he says, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Paul said, I press toward the mark. It's an understanding that sometimes it's not easy. Sometimes it's not a, a simple stroll that we are on in life. But whenever trials come and whenever situations hit us, we have got to press forward. We've got to press forward. We've got to keep going. We've got to keep moving. Paul writes to the Galatians that you are running well who hindered you from obeying truth. It's a question that many could be asked in life. What is it? Who is it that hindered you from obeying truth? We've got to understand that in our walk with God, and where we are today, that there is a truth that we have. That there is a truth that we understand and that we hold dear. And that we must keep it with everything that we have. The Bible says, buy the truth and sell it not. Do not give up anything for the truth. Come on, do not give up this truth for anything that this world would try to offer you. Because they're going to. As we move into this new year, I'm telling you, there's going to be opportunities. There's going to be temptations. There's going to be things, flashy things that are going to come before you. But if you... You have to lay aside the truth that we know and we find in the Word of God for you to receive anything. You run from that thing. You flee from that temptation. And you hang on to the truth found in the Word of God. Paul tells the Corinthians, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air. He says, I've got a purpose. I've got a goal. I've got a place I'm trying to get to, and I'm going to do it with purpose. At the end of his life, Paul was able to boast of himself, I have fought the good fight. I have finished my course and I have kept the faith. Because throughout all of these scriptures, he kept pressing on. He kept his eye on the prize. He knew where he was going and he made commitments to keep moving forward. James tells us that blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown 
of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast. We start our walk with God with a made-up mind. How many of you can remember the night that you came to God, that you received the gift of the Holy Ghost? You were baptized in the name of Jesus. We come to God and we leave from that night or that day or that moment, wherever you were at. We leave from there with a made-up mind. A made-up mind. I know I'm going to make it. Man, we feel a power that comes on us. We feel something that comes all over us. And and we know we can make it. We start each day. We have to start each day with the made-up mind that I'm going to make it. And this year, I'm telling you, we need to start this year. Each and every one of us, not just corporately as a church, but each and every one of us individually, starting this year with a made-up mind that I am going to make it. I hope that each and every one of you have some lofty goals for this year. Maybe some of you need to look at your family and say, I love you more. Maybe some of you want to travel more. Maybe some want to lose weight. There might be some that want to bulk up. You want to make some more money, check some things off the bucket list this year, that's fine. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with any of those things. But most importantly, I hope that we all, that each and every one of us start this year determined to have a made-up mind to follow after Christ. I hope that we all start this year with a made-up mind to stay on the path that God has placed us on, to run the race, to stay focused, and to do whatever it is that God has called us to do. We've got to have a made-up mind. We've got to have a made-up mind. I am believing. I am believing this year for a beautiful year. I'm believing that God is going to do some great things. I'm believing that, that we're not, I'm hoping, I'm praying, and I'm believing that there are no speed bumps, that there are no bumps in the road, no potholes that we have to get through, no ditches to climb out of. But I know, I have sense enough to know that trials are going to come. That temptation is going to be there in our life. That opportunities will arise. That time will be short. Responsibilities will increase. And stress will rise. But through it all, I'm here to tell you that I am going to trust God. That no matter what I face, my trust will be in Him. That I will hold to truth. That the winds will not push me. And having done all to stand, I will stand. Why is this? Because I have a made up mind that no matter what comes against me, that I will stand for God, that I will stand for truth, that I will stand for his word. I have a made up mind. I am determined that I am going to make it. I have been equipped. I have been empowered. And I will not let the enemy win. I have made up my mind that I am going to make it. Come on, can I get someone to agree with me in the house today? We're going to move into this year with the made up mind that no matter what we face, we will make it. Here's what I know, that no matter what I face, and I know these are bold statements because the enemy's listening right now, he's hearing what I'm saying, and he's going to try to come against me. I get it. I understand it. I've lived through it. I've seen it. 
But I'm here to tell you no matter what I face or what trouble may come my way, I know where my help comes from. I will live this year knowing where my help comes from. Psalm 121 says, I will lift mine eyes unto the hills from which cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. I want to tell you right now, there's only one person we can turn to. There's only one place we can turn to whenever we need help, and that's God. And he hears us, and he answers us. Amen? Psalm 20 and 7 says, some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. This is not a political statement I'm making here today. It's going to sound like it, but it's not. But I'm here to tell you that our hope is not in this world. It's not in our government. Let me say that one more time. It's not in our government. I don't care what side of the fence you, you lean towards or, or that you ride on. But I don't care who the president is. I don't care if he's got an R or a D beside his name. There's no one who can save us. And there's no one that we should put our trust in more than the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Thank you for the three. There's no one that we should trust in. There's no one that we should believe in more than the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And we know his name is Jesus. And in my time of need, I will call on him and he will hear, he will hear my cry. Our hope, our hope can only be found in God. This year we've got to find ourselves buried in the word. Connected to God in prayer and being led by the Spirit. If you find your direction by turning on talk radio and seeing which way the wind's blowing today, you're leaning on the wrong thing. Come on, you're leaning on the wrong thing. If your hope is that we've only that this year marks we've only got two more years, you're leaning on the wrong thing. Your hope is in the wrong thing. We have got to be buried in the word of God, connected to God in prayer each and every day, and we must be led by the Spirit. We've got to have godly men and women that we follow. We've got to have examples that we find that we say, how did they do this thing? When we look through the word of God, we find men that have something in common that mostly, most of them were determined that they were going to make it. They were determined that they were going to make it. We find men who, who would leave house and home and land and not look back at the things that they have left, but keeping their eyes forward on where God was trying to take them. Men like Elisha, refusing to go back to his old ways when chosen to follow after God to finish the work of Elijah. He killed his oxen and he burned the yoke and the plows to cook the meat. This was a, a sign of determination that he had. That I'm going a new direction. I'm, new, I'm doing a new thing. I'm changing course here and there will be nothing to go back to. There will be no oxen. 
There will be no plows. There will be nothing to turn back to. I am determined to move forward. This doesn't mean that we won't fall. This doesn't mean that we won't make mistakes. This doesn't mean that we will never fail. But what it means is that whenever we do, whenever we act human like we are, and we fall down, and we make mistakes, and we fail, we find victory in standing back up, in dusting ourselves off, and putting one foot in front of another again, and saying, God, I'm moving forward. I'm walking forward. I fell right there, but I got up, and I will continue going where you have called me to go. I am determined to live for you today. Again, I tell you, it's not to the fastest. It's to the one who finishes the race. And we all have to have a made-up mind that I will finish the race. I will finish the race. When we look to the life of Paul, we see a man with a made-up mind. A man who was determined to do what God had called him to do. A man who decided a long time ago, I will follow the things of God. I will follow the will of God. And nothing will stand in my way. Nothing will stand in my way. You know, Paul went through some things. He went through some stuff in his life. I cringe whenever I read this scripture here. 2 Corinthians chapter 11 tells us, Five times, Paul says, I received from the Jews the 40 lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and a day in the open sea. In my frequent journeys, often, I have been in danger from rivers and from bandits, in danger from my countrymen and from the Gentiles, in danger in the city and in the country. This man could go nowhere. In danger on the sea and among false brothers, in labor and in toil, I have often went without sleep, in hunger and thirst, and often without food, in cold and exposure. He explains in Philippians 4, I know what it is to be in need. And I know what it is to have plenty. He's lived in both sides there a little bit. He said, I have learned the secret of being content in every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or being in want. Then he makes this statement. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. He said, I found the secret to life. Whether I am in plenty or I am in want. Whether I am hurting or I'm doing good. No matter what situation I find myself in, I know that I can make it. Because I can do all things through him who gives me strength. And I'm here to tell Lighthouse Church today that if we will enter into this year, not waiting on the world, not waiting on the things of this world, but looking at God, looking at the things of God, keeping our eyes on him, that he will bring us our help. And through him we will make it it's this determination and understanding that leads Paul to say in Romans 8 and 35 through 39 who shall separate us 
from the love of Christ. Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword, as it is written for your sake, we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded... For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. This was a man determined. A man with a made up mind. A man persuaded that I will go no other direction and I will let nothing pull me away. He had a made up mind. He was determined. Our musicians will come today. As I read that scripture, I am, for I am persuaded. I went back, my mind went back to another story, one that we're probably most everyone is familiar with, has been preached a thousand times. Where Paul stands before King Agrippa and he pours out his heart and he stands before him and he shares his testimony and he shares the love of Christ. There's nothing more that he could have done to try to convey the message of Jesus to this man, to this king. But Agrippa looks at him and he says, Thou hast almost persuaded me to be a Christian you've almost persuaded me and a lot of message have been taught have been have been preached and taught about being almost persuaded being almost persuaded but not finding that point that's not where I'm going with this today I'm taking the focus today off of King Agrippa and I'm going to put it back on Paul the one persuaded, the one with the made-up mind, the one determined to make it. You see, after hearing this from a king, after hearing this from a man exalted by the world, he still followed Christ. He still served God. He still did what God had called him to do. And in Romans, we find after a man tells him, I'm not quite persuaded that this is the right thing. In Romans, we find where he writes these words. For I am persuaded. There was a determination within him. There was something that kept him moving. Something that said trials may come. Others may falter and and fail away and fall away. Some may never even believe. Never even come to truth. Never even become persuaded. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to hold on to the end. I'm going to live my life determined to make it 
Others can do whatever they want. There's men of God that I have trusted and I've believed in and I've followed and I've, I've listened to their preaching. I've taken notes that have fallen away, that have left truth. There's others that I love dearly that I have talked to and I have pled with and I've tried to get them into church. I've tried to get them to understand their need for salvation and they won't do it. They don't believe it. It's not real. I can't let those things affect me. I can't let those people affect me and my walk. I've been through situations. Many, most, all of you know that my wife and I go through a situation believing in something that we do not yet hold. And while I see miracle after miracle for others, I still believe God. I still believe God. And I will not let, I will not let something that is painful, that, that hurts, keep me away from the love of God and keep me from the path that God has me on. You know why? Because I am determined to make it. I am determined to make it. If you'll stand with me today, what I ask today as we begin this year, as we begin this service, this set of services, Sunday services that we will be having over the next 52 weeks. As we begin a new walk, as you evaluate your life and where we're going and what we're doing and things that we're changing. I ask that you would make a new commitment to God. That you would have a new determination in your life. That you would make up your mind once again that I am going to follow after Him. I know who I'm preaching to this morning. I understand that I'm preaching to the group that got up on like a 12 degree day scraped off your vehicles bundled up got the kids ready you're determined you've got a made up mind you're here today because nothing's going to stand between you and God I understand that I get who I'm talking to today but I also know that tomorrow that next week the next month, at some point, a curveball may be thrown. Something may happen that gets you questioning what you're doing, what's happening. Is this right? Should I do this? And I want you to come back to this moment and the first Sunday of this new year and say, I made a commitment. I made a commitment. That no matter what comes against me, no matter what trial, no matter what situation, I'm going to follow after him. No one's going to stray me away. Nothing's going to pull me away from it. No wind can blow that will push me away from the truth of God. Can we do that today? 
whether you do it where you're sitting or if you come and you make an altar around this front this morning what I want us to do is I want us to make a commitment to God Lord right now Lord right now God I'm, I'm committing to you I'm making a new determination right now that I'm going to follow after you I'm going to be determined God to follow after you Come on, can we lift our hands all across this place and make that happen in this house?